0: This is Shame on You, our unapologetic guide for giving zero fucks. I'm Jordan, and I'm Brad. Now let's get a little weird. I want to be a proud gay man. My parents were always like, "Oh, why don't you find a nice girl?" I don't know. Scared of boobs? Just admit it. Okay. I forgive them for the bum bum. But like, (laughs) why the (laughs) bum (laughs) bum? No, I don't look like that. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to a bonus episode of Shame On You Podcast featuring me. Just me. Guys, I'm in my apartment. Obviously, I'm stoned. It's very important to note that I am quite stoned, as that could be the only way I could do this. I also am eating cheese. Now, when I say I'm eating cheese, I mean that um, I took the block of cheese... And I just took a bite out of the whole block, almost like I was a wild hyena in my house. I'd also like to note, for some reason, I wanted—well, I didn't want to, but I'm sitting in the dark. Like, I don't know why I'm sitting in the dark. I have the TV on because we know that the purpose of this episode is really just to talk about Love is Blind Season 1. Now I have a couple thoughts on things. First of all, Netflix, you have to hand it to them. You know, for a while they were giving us highbrow content that sort of was challenging and worldly. And then we got sick of that and we said, give us something that will absolutely wipe out at least 10% of our brain cells. And they gave us this show, and it is called Love is Blind. The premise of the show is that two people will sit behind a partition, and they will talk to each other and get to know each other over a period of days, and they will never see each other, but they can choose to meet each other. And if they choose to meet each other— they must get engaged and then prepare for their wedding and planet. I don't know. There's a period of time, and wow, that's something. I mean, I have been saying for quite a long time that uh, the planet is pretty much done. I thought we had about five years, uh, but it looks like this is it. Um, pretty soon, you'll look outside and all you'll really see is just. Uh, Things on fire. Uh, people will be coming into your house with uh, rifles to steal your valuables. And you'll have coronavirus uh, coming out of your deck. It's just that's that's really what the apocalypse will look like. If As long as you're prepared for that, that's fine. But it's coming. And what better way to move into our final days as watching this show... Love is blind. Okay. So the show is hosted by Nick Lachey's wife, Vanessa. Last name is... What's her fucking face? I don't know. Who cares? Who actually cares about her? She was one of these girls that got lucky on MTV, scored her hosting break, but she'll tell you at every luncheon from here until forever... Her journey of how she made it which was sheer luck you know and she's a good fit for this show because she's one of these people in the entertainment business that really um, is doing their best there's no hidden talents with this one Uh, she's hit her ceiling and her ceiling is she puts on makeup and reads a teleprompter and that's that's her maximum potential in life and that's fine that's her life sometimes people that's just their potential Then her husband is Nick Lachey, who a lot of people find her hot, is hot. I don't. He looks like someone who was hot and then ran into a wall at 60 miles an hour, like a pug, and it's too squished for me, the face. I'm not into it. So this has to be rough for him, you know? He was touring the world. He was an A-list singer-dancer type, and this is where you end up, hosting a reality show for a cast of people that uh, really are perfect textbook examples of mental illness. Let's be real. That's what this show is. It's the exploitation of mental illness, and I love it. And here's why I love it. Not because I'm an evil person, though debatable. But my thoughts are is that, you know, Netflix didn't tell us that's what this was. They presented this like real love. And so they, you know, if you guys don't know how they cast these shows, my friend told me how they cast these shows because he's worked on a bunch. They basically give the people psychological tests. And if they're stable, they won't produce drama, so they're out. Now, I can assure you just... A cursory look at this cast, none of these people are stable. They are one day away from living in the alley behind their apartment collecting cans. That's what this crowd is, okay? And they're trying to prove that, I guess, they're not shallow and they're going to pick someone just basically on their values and voice. Life doesn't work like that, okay? We all know that. And also, it's worth noting that this is a good-looking crowd of people. So, I mean, they don't know that, but it's like, even if you make a bad choice, you're still getting a pretty good-looking person on the show. I feel like if they really wanted to see if people were really shallow, they would have contestants that would have, like, be on the other side of the partition just no arms or legs just burn victims and then you know that that's real love that you love the person despite how they look you know that that that's what the trials and tribulations of life are and that you would love that person and maybe enough to uh carry them around in a wagon Because you love them, okay? Now, one of the other things I did notice with this show is that for some reason, they did not have a gay man on staff because it's all overhead lighting. No one looks good in overhead lighting. Everyone looks a little methy. A little bit of that look, you know, where you're vegan and your iron's low. That's how you look. So obviously there's no gay men. And they wanted to make these people on the show look as bad as possible. I don't understand the strategy. Maybe it's some sort of neutralizing. I don't get it. Um, It's also worth noting the show seems to, from my looks here, it's taking place on some sort of a what looks like pods on a modern spaceship like one of those movies where the spaceship is in space and they realize oh shit we're too far from earth one of those pod like spaceship rooms and then there's a there's a wall between the contestants uh where they will talk to each other a very thin wall that they can like hear each other through and obviously we get to see both the contestants now, I'm going to watch the first bit, and then I will react. Okay, so I'm watching the intro. I can't really play it for you because of copyright. Uh, there's a gentleman named Barnett that just by looking at him, I know he's committed, if we're counting by hundreds, probably about 6,000 rapes. He has a, Allegedly. He has a look in his face that I've seen many times, just that sheer predatory look of a person who has way too much cum in them and they're about to explode and those people are very dangerous to be around because they will attack you they need to give their cum to you it's very important to them or they will go crazy those are the guys that start bar fights that get violent you got to watch out for those guys okay so so now the men and the women are going into their pods. The men are just straight up douchey, just one after another. You can just tell by the suits. These are the kind of guys that cry during the Super Bowl. That's that's what we're looking at here. Some real broy, emotionally constipated types. The women look very well put together, but also crazy. That you know something behind those eyes isn't good. Okay, immediately we we're, we're watching Je- this woman named Jessica, who will, I already know, will become my favorite person. Number one, clearly an alcoholic. <laughs> there is no doubt this woman is just hates herself. Now, what's interesting about her is she looks good. She's well put together. And I had a girl that I used to work with that was like this, perfectly polished, flossed. You know, blonde, cutesy, and absolutely insane. Her brother went to jail for soliciting a minor on Grindr. And she tried to convince me that I shouldn't go on Grindr because I would get caught. And I had to say to her, I'm really just not worried because I've just like personally never had... The urge to fuck a child. it just It's just not something that, that comes to me. So it was a weird comparison to make. Now, what other thing is notable about Jessica is that she has one of these voices that men love. Because she sounds like a preteen girl. And I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of men are rapists and predators. Also pedophiles. I mean, we've learned that lately with Jeffrey Epstein, allegedly. So... Men will be drawn to her. I, I'm going to suspect that she will do well. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that. I already watched the damn show, but I'm trying to watch it like I'm reacting live. Okay? So, I can say that this woman... You know, I had to watch it again for you people. I, I, I was done. But then people were like, make an episode. Okay. So... With her, I suspect she will do well because men will be drawn to the voice... Commonly found in young girls without pubes. That's disturbing. And she's talking to a guy named Mark who says he's a mama's boy. And yes, we can tell because he's wearing uh, six bracelets. Okay. So anyways, time goes by. Their date goes well. And Jessica and him are really hitting it off. They're basically in love. Now... Girls like Jessica, you got to watch out for them because they don't appear to be nuts on the surface. But I will tell you from stories I've heard, girls like Jessica, you fall in love with them at the bar, right? You tell your buddies in the gym, you say, I think I found my wifey. And you talk and you talk and you love her and you love her and you think you're falling in love with her. And then four weeks goes by and she suggests you have a sleepover. And you're like, sure, Jessica, I'll have a sleepover. And then you wake up at 3 a.m. and Jessica will be cutting out one of your kidneys. I just wanna emotionally prepare you that that is gonna happen. That is the crazy that we're dealing with here. Okay, so the next date is a guy named Cameron. And I know that Cameron uh, will not sexually satisfy any women. He's used the word hypothesis a couple times, which, yeah, he's going to break down your pussy scientifically, and I don't think that's going to work well, so I'm going to say no. He also kind of looks like a jelly green giant. He's wearing a green shirt. He's got some orange facial hair thing. I mean, not my type, but he is kind of cute. Okay, so Cameron is falling in love with this woman. I don't know her name, but she's in a yellow dress. Black woman in a yellow dress. And um, they are falling very fast. And this is a perfect sign of mental illness. Two people that really are just desperate for love will do absolutely anything, even if it means talking to an absolute stranger behind a partition. You can already tell they found the one. It's terrifying. And you can tell she really, really wants kids. Like, she probably has... 20 to 30 dolls at home (laughs) that she has named her first children and she writes their names on them and she talks to them and that there's nothing else that matters more than her having children and getting married. And we all know these women and they are terrifying. Okay. So the next guy we have up is this guy named Barnett and he's on a date with another girl and barnett like i mentioned earlier probably killed at least five girls and threw them in a ditch you just get that vibe about him like you wouldn't want to have your drink around him even if you were a a gay man and he's straight you just you just still don't want to be in the vicinity of any sort of foaming substances that he's putting in people's drinks because it could go bad um he also thinks he's funny, which is just offensive, especially to people like me. I find I find that very offensive. Um, now he's hitting it off with this girl. Um, she's very hot. She's probably the most naturally hot girl, and it seems like Barnett's starting to fall for her. Um, and I'm 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 thinking Barnett's not the type that really like does, he pretty much just goes after any girl uh, with a pulse because. He just likes a lot of women. Allegedly, by the way. Because we don't know if he's listening or his lawyers. So now he's hitting it off with Jessica because, like I said, she's still got that voice that every man loves. Uh, that you hear in porn sometimes. You know when the babysitter porn? And they talk about their pussy. That's the kind of voice she has, and it's going to kill. Like, she's going to crush with that voice. Because men, I've heard that voice, and it can get a guy to do anything for you. It's a skill, you have to hand it to her. Oh, okay, now we're watching another date with the engineer and he's complaining that the woman that he's on a date with, again, Mr. Name, he's complaining that she is talking about dogs and he's like, I came here to talk about more than dogs. I'm like, I haven't heard you say anything interesting yet. So how do you get to make that judgment? Okay, now they've... Uh, fast forward, they're having a reunion. They're all kind of going through saying like, who are you into? Uh, who you like? And you can tell some of them don't want to say it because they somehow think that their person will go away. Um, and I can tell kind of by the body language and in the interaction that everybody on this show should be in a padded cell. That's just it. Okay, now they're showing who's probably... I re, like this is gonna him and jessica are the stars you can already tell by the editing carlton he is um 34 years old in social media marketing so you know that means pretty much unemployed working from home and he is we will find out later that he's bisexual uh which if you can see the blazer and shirt combo that he's wearing it will be a shock to absolutely no one not even him Uh, He thinks he's fooling all of us, and we are not fooled. Uh, Neither will the women be if they meet him. He definitely likes Dick a lot, Um, and it's pretty obvious. (laughs) Carlton is flirting with this uh, woman that he's on a date with, and uh, okay. He might like pussy, but also he likes Dick. He definitely likes at least Dick. The pussy is TBD. Um, they also just did a flash on Mark's bulge. And uh, I'm going to go masturbate. So I'll be back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not that disgusting. Um, so Mark and Jessica continue to hit it off. Um, they each are they actually they look like they would be physically matched pretty well. Oh, Barnett's back uh, probably to uh, there's a, a rape kit that needs his attention. <laughs> Also, uh, he probably should have a private detective following him around, I think, because um, he looks like he's committing sexual acts all the time. He just has the face of sexual acts. His face says, yes, I'm the defendant, is how, is how it would describe what I'm looking at right now. Okay, so then there's this girl, Amber. Now, what's interesting about Amber is she's one of these girls that thinks her way to get in with men is to be one of the girls, you know, like, or one of the guys. Like, she, like, her angle is like, I'm one of the guys. And that's how she gets guys into her. Um, and I, it's, it's just sad because, A, she probably has more to offer than that. But, B, I don't think she got the memo that most of the predators on this show, a.k.a. most of the male contestants, are like any men. They uh, they don't really care about the fact that she can skeet shoot. They just are looking for three things, usually, um, when it comes to women. Uh, most straight men really just want um, a diminutive uh, woman who will be servile. Uh, they want her to make less money than them. They want them to uh, make a panini when they watch the football game. That's nice. And uh, probably just have a small Asian vagina. It seems to be popular when I go on Pornhub. So even if you're a white girl, uh, men do still expect you to have a small Asian vagina. Okay? Let's clear that up. Okay, now the now I'm watching. I just fast forward ahead. The predator, I forget his name, Barnett something. He's talking to a girl named Elsie. She's beautiful. Genuinely fresh looking. Um, I'm concerned because she looks like she doesn't belong on this show. Like she's too normal. She probably could operate heavy machinery or, or hold a job. And that's just not what we're looking for around here. We are looking for degenerates. And so the only explanation I think I can have is that uh, she's probably either the most insane one on the actual show, or I think, they rescued her maybe from a cult just that day. And they were like, hey, can you come on this show? Because she seems like she's pacing herself and not trying to find love uh, in 45 minutes. And that is not what we want here. We want chaos. Okay? Let's keep that in mind. Oh, and Barnett just said, she she he told her something about, you know what I'm into and what is uh, obviously date rape. Okay, now Cameron and Lauren are back together and they are clearly the most in love out of all the couples. Uh, I hope I'm not losing track of characters, but I'm pretty sure Lauren is the one that seems desperate to have children, probably has about 30 dolls in her house. And Cameron, like we said, is the hypothesis guy who will not give you an orgasm because he likes to use that word very often. Uh, He's also one of these guys that is very smart and uh you know those guys don't usually dress well so he's wearing a nice pair of pants that he must have either an ex-girlfriend picked out or he hired a stylist at the mall with his scientist money that's really the only explanation i can kind of come up with okay now they're both crying because they've realized that they're meant for each other and um and that's something because it's it's really something with these people because it's not pure tears like we cry. This is a true, <laughs> like mental breakdown. We're witnessing. <laughs> we're witnessing two people crying because they talked to a faceless voice, for it seems at most through the editing a couple hours, and it takes a real kind of you really have to be off of planet Earth to be able to to like accomplish that so it's something it's something uh, okay now the jessica i think that's her name right i'm a little stoned but she's back with the guys she was back with in the beginning and they are really heading it off they are also hitting him off as, as much as cameron and lauren um they're truly falling in love you can see it, it it's been about uh i think now it's three hours <laughs> so i mean that's enough to really just fall for someone really hard And they're really falling in love. And they just spoke about their love of Christianity and God. To which I say, hey, if you can believe in a man in the sky that affects daily life, then how could you not believe in love with a person who you don't even know anything at all what they look like? Or what they smile like? Or what they walk like? Or what they eat like? Why? Why do you need that, you shallow bitch? Okay, now we're moving on. I, f- I paused, moved a little fast forward now. Okay, so Lauren and Cameron now are really starting to fall for each other. It's kind of disgusting, really, um, that this is on television. <laughs> I'm really doubting our planet right now. And I wonder if aliens came down and they saw this and they'd be like, "What are they? Do- what, are the- what is the higher intelligence? What are they doing? And they're like, and they explained this to them. And the aliens would just take one look. And they would just light speed the fuck out of here. Because there was no hope. Nothing left. Okay, and then Cameron just said, I love you. Now, she also said, I love you. Now, if this was like a hospital, like say a psychiatric hospital, and this was going down. <laughs> this is the point. <laughs> when some sort of nurse would come in. With, a, with one of those milky syringes and jam it into the back of their neck. And then we'd take them off to some place where we could um, do surgery on their brains. Now, not the front part of their brain, cause it's obvious by watching this that they don't even have front parts of their brains, but some other part of the brain and then some sort of like electroshock therapy to really try and uh, put some logic and rationality into this situation. Um, Let's still remind you that these people uh, are in love, about to get engaged, and uh, they have never seen each other at all. And I'd like to remind you also at this moment, I'd like to take a heritage, heritage moment to remember the days when we used to had to listen to Christians say gay people couldn't get married because we were ruining the sanctity of marriage and then we were going to start jerking off dogs as our husbands. And now we're watching this. And it's like, who's, who's ruining marriage? All we wanna do is get a place in Cape Cod with a Frenchie and have a beautiful gay love affair. Maybe a couple times a year, Jared comes over from across the street and you all fuck. Maybe a DP, whatever. But that's all we wanna do. And yet these breeders are on television making a mockery of what i love marriage i'm a big marriage guy and I also like to know that this show would be very different if it was two gay guys because gay guys are i don't know if you know but they are pretty much shallow so they actually don't really care what comes out of your mouth it's almost like a reverse of this show they just want to see your dick and maybe a quick shot of your face and that's it and then Bukaki and next partner so, if there was a gay version of this, it would just we would, we would focus on what matters, and it's the size of your dick. It's not really like your hopes and your dreams, that kind of stuff that they seem to be exploring right now. It's not important to us, really. We just wanna, we just wanna get some cum in our mouth. Anyways, back to the show. So, I fast forward a little bit, and now the bisexual guy is debating telling uh, this girl if. If she would be open to the fact that he's been bisexual, to which I say, um, you might want to pump the brakes a little, just in general. You are on a stupid show. But also, I think that uh, I've moved towards verdict is potentially gay. I don't know. I'm going back and forth. Something is going on. Um, I wish there was some sort of a test we could do where we could kind of see you know, like maybe there'd be a vagina in one tent and a penis in the other tent and they'd both be on fire and he could only save one genital. And then we would know at that moment, we'd say, okay, he likes one more or the other, but still bisexual though. But you know, you you always want to know a little bit more. It's weird. Okay, then now we're back. I fast forward a little bit more and it's about 41 minutes in and they're all meeting in the room to talk about how they're feeling. Now, given that they're straight men, the emotional range will be very limited. Uh, usually, straight men can just kind of just say things like, um, "Feelings are for fags," or you know, just language like that. They don't; they're not big emotional guys. Um, this guy's wearing a shirt with leaves on it. I just where do you even buy things like this? Okay, so then the other guy just said this to Barnett. Oh, that's Barnett, the rapist. Okay, so allegedly. So this guy just said to Barnett that he's the happiest he's been in a very long time or in his life. Let's put that in perspective. He's been sitting in a room by himself talking to a person that he has absolutely no clue. And just to hear the potential of love or that it could exist for him, uh, That's enough just to give him the happiest moment. And again, this is where the therapists that are listening to this right now just pretty much just came in their pants. Okay, fast forward again, fast forward again. The boys are sitting around having, I mean, it it looks like a Mensa meeting, basically. They're just geniuses. Now, Mark, I figured out his name, and Barnett, the sex offender, allegedly, are fighting over Jessica because they both like Jessica because like I mentioned earlier, she has that real uh, voice of women who just have no pubes yet. And how could a man resist? It literally makes me wet just thinking about it. The obvious pedophile undertones of liking that voice. Okay, now, so that didn't really go anywhere. And now I fast forwarded to Cameron is ready. He's decided he he's the first one to really just have a mental psychotic break. And he is going to propose to Lauren, who I think he's known for not even three days. Three days, maybe. Uh, She's dressed up like she's going to some sort of... It's kind of like an escort outfit. It's not great. And too low cut for your engagement Lauren. I mean Jesus Christ. I know we I know he can't see you. But what is this? And then now it looks like he's going to propose. For some reason he's getting down on one knee. It's like this is so stupid. I mean she can't even see you. Uh but she believes in this experience. And this I find this point uh we are at 4718 in the show. This is really when I am like <laughs> It's the end, like it's a, it's we're done now as a planet. But how much worse can this get for us? I'm thinking it's gonna be like Independence Day, and then the, the all of a sudden I'm gonna look in the sky, and this aliens will just be in here, and, and I'll just put my asshole up to the window, and the and the aliens will just release their probe down and just insert it right in there, and that's when I'll know. I'm like, okay, well, I, this this show was the warning shot that it's the apocalypse. So Lauren's reaction is that she feels like she's in a dream right now. And that is also, (laughs) oh, this is fucking hilarious. That's also how uh, a lot of psychiatric patients (laughs) react when their medication changes, you know, they get sort of like a lightheaded sort of feeling, you know, I've taken a couple of those in my day and it turns out the problem is just me. Um, No. And, But she's getting lightheaded, um, which she thinks is from the uh, engagement, and she's overwhelmed by all that. It's actually just um, because the producers actually just, they doubled her lithium dose because they knew that would produce more fruitful content for the show. Okay? figured it out. Okay, now, fast forward. (laughs) It's getting bad now. Okay. So, Lauren and Cameron go back to their respective areas. There's the girls and the guys, and they just told everyone that they're engaged. And everyone else in the room is clearly, like I mentioned, mentally ill. So they think this is normal. Everyone's excited for them. Like, absolutely. This sounds like a great decision you're making. And I just can't wait to get behind it because I also think I'm talking to a frog. And I am in a psychotic haze as well. So I can really understand what you're going through. Um, and I'm just waiting for one of these people to marry a goat or something insane. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, And now Jessica's back wearing some sort of pleather blue pants, I believe. For sure camel toe. The camera isn't coming around, but you can just see it's it's camel toe. So Jessica is is now back with Barnett wearing her camel toe pants. And she just said, are you mad at me? But it didn't sound like a 34-year-old woman should say it. It was kind of like, are you mad at me? My pussy is tiny. Like, it was that gross porn-type voice that men love. And she just did it. So, obviously, she's on Pornhub a lot because she seems to be picking up tones. Uh, Potentially different dialects. I don't know. Okay, now Jessica's getting angry because she feels like she's being played by him. Like, he's playing all the girls. Obviously, he is. I mean, this is him. We're not seeing all the edits, but we know. Um, and he also feels like she's doing the same. This is what we call in therapy uh, two people that really uh, couldn't be more mismatched. It's really an insecurity explosion. Now, for some reason, she took the blank. Okay. She took a quilt off the couch and she's sitting on the ground throwing a temper tantrum like a child. And let's see what happens now. And then he just said, Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. And she said, what? What? Okay, now he said that he might propose to her tomorrow. So we're going to get our second engagement. And then he said something that was so prolific. It it shook me to my core, really. He said, uh, she was the yin to his yang. Uh, Not the saying you've seen on a million mugs. No, it's not that one this is a original poem saying it's an original poem he wrote and it's one of the lines in it. And when she heard that line, she, she knew he was the one because she just, you can see her kind of posture dropped. And she said something along the lines of like, she's never been this, she's so happy or she's just so happy. Like the, when we say the bar is low, ladies, ladies, Sometimes you're responsible for that bar and what kind of what you allow. And next time a man says to you that he's going to, you know, open his heart up and say something beautiful to you, maybe just maybe. You should demand something more than a coffee mug saying something that truly might impact your soul. She just said something like she doesn't care and you can pull the plug. If uh, if he wants her to be with her, and this is again, these are desperate for loves types. They will do anything, including kill their family and light the house on fire if it means someone will love them for about two days. So those are the types you really have to keep a lookout for. Also, her voice just went even more, baby. It's kind of like she's she just went from 14. I think she's about eight now. She went. <laughs> OK, now I'm, I'm ready okay well we're closing sorry i paused it we're closing it out here and lauren and cameron are about to get married or sorry i guess officially engaged because they haven't met so they're about to see each other for the first time um not quite understanding the hoops lauren has going on they seem like you fit about two hands through them anyways so it's just a minor detail um and the fireworks are about to begin Oh, my God. He just did a look in the mirror. He was fixing his tie, and he, he raised his own eyebrow like the rock. Uh, a surefire sign that you are, yeah, you're mentally well. Of course you are. Sure. Okay, so now they're about to meet, and he said that it doesn't matter however she looks. He wants to appreciate that. <laughs> to which I say, if I was the producer, this is where we bring out the person with no arms and legs, 80% of their b- body burned and see if he's really not a shallow piece of shit because she's hot. And we bring that person out and we say, here you go. And that's a reality show. This, I don't know what this is. Okay, and she, they're about to go out. She's feeling nauseous and he's feeling lightheaded. Again, Uh, side effects of Major Psychiatric medication. That is the explanation here. It's not love. Not at all. Okay, so he just said he's he's met the person he's going to spend his life with. Again, just to reiterate, the door is still closed. He hasn't actually met the person. Um, So I think at this point, it's safe to assume that um, he is imagining people. He's seeing people beside him. Uh, and of course, because this show is the lowest rung of humanity, the producers aren't really concerned. They're like, yeah, we expected that, expected that, of course, that was going to happen to at least, at least five of the contestants. Okay. Uh, programming alert. I did not realize that they don't actually meet Lauren and Cameron until the beginning of episode two. Uh, because I must've, I must've loved, I must've loved this so much. I kept watching. I mean, what the fuck? So I'm going to just play now the beginning of episode two where they meet and then we'll end that after this alright here we go hold okay so they just walked out and met and immediately obviously they're in love and he said that he would never let her go which I think Ted Bundy actually enjoys that saying as well I I knew I heard it somewhere else before and I was like where have I heard that that's where I heard it so um, this is the foundation of a healthy relationship And she also said that, um, you know, that she had had a problem because, you know, she was kind of always dating within her race. And there was an issue because she was like, you know, I hadn't I hadn't dated outside my race. And to which I say, um, bitch, you got bigger problems. Like mentally, I don't even want to unearth that. But also like you have met a man now for I think we're at 12 seconds and he just proposed and put a ring on your finger. So I think, I think the race thing is kind of like the least of your worries. Like we got, we, we have a lot to tackle right now. Okay. Now they're back to making out and, uh, I guess they leave now to go plan their wedding. Is that how this works? Oh, okay. Update. It's, she just said that they're going to go on a romantic vacation cruise. Uh, given that we're no longer on earth when it comes to these two and, you know, mental capacity. I, I, They might think it's like on Jupiter. I don't know. I don't know. They haven't really pressed them for a lot of questions. These are the questions that I would be asking if I was a producer. Okay, we're going to end it here. But basically the girls are back home talking about that they can't imagine the faces of the men, I guess, that they're into. Which my question all along is like, did I miss something in the beginning? But why can't you just ask the person what they look like? You know, maybe that's part of the rules. You can't ask what it look like. Anyways, thank you for joining me in darkness in my condo stoned. I hope this was wonderful for you. I enjoyed it. Of course I did. Um, I'll probably do a bunch more of these. I'll throw them up on Patreon because we need money for touring. Uh, But if you want to see more of this dog and pony show solo act, come see me March when am i going oh march 10th comedy bar 8 p.m the show is called gay af and if you go to comedybar.ca you can buy a ten dollar ticket and i'm gonna be telling the story of my grandpa eating pussy in a hospice allegedly it's kind of allegedly well you'll get it when you come anyways have a good monday Hey, did you like that episode of Shame On You podcast? If you did, we need your help. Go on iTunes, rate us, review us, and then subscribe. Or if you're a Spotify user, you can click the follow button. Even better, you could tell someone about the podcast. Thanks so much for your support. It's the only thing keeping us going.